code violation, verbal abuse. Okay, it's Thanksgiving week. Uh, welcome to another episode of Yeah, We Said It. Uh, Donnell, how you doing, friend? I can't even put into words what I feel like right now. I can't believe it's the week of Thanksgiving already. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I'm just I'm ready to I'm ready to get this week over with. <laughs> basically i was uh you know i was planning on going to like visit my parents because i literally haven't seen them all year and uh i'm i'm punking out um because i'm scared of the way these numbers are about to spike this week and um both my parents right. are over 60 so i don't you know i just don't want to risk it um so we're gonna have to i'm probably gonna have to um uh, zoom them or something this week for Thanksgiving, which is ridiculous because I've never not been with my parents for Thanksgiving, ever. Yeah, it's definitely about to be a weird-ass holiday. And Christmas is not looking better. That's the that's the real downer. Yeah, yeah that's definitely the, the kicker in all of this. Mm-hmm. Just got finished talking to one of, my, uh, one of my brothers about Christmas and how we doing this with all the kids and everything. It's about to be crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, well, hopefully everyone has uh, a, a fairly safe holiday. I'm in Texas, so I'm not optimistic about that. Um, the only way it could be worse is if I were living in Florida. So, um, yeah, anyway, you know, happy Thanksgiving or whatever. Um, all right, so we haven't, uh, brought you guys any new content since... Uh, before the U.S. Open in <laughs> August, um, that was not our intention. Um, there were several times where we thought we were going to record and then it just didn't happen. Um, there's a lot that has happened and taken place since our last episode. Um it's, it's just that most of it we don't really care to discuss. And that's facts. So um, we're just going to try to hit the big bullet points and um, then try to enjoy this, uh, again, very short off season. Um, there's a I if we go back to the U.S. Open because we haven't discussed it. I the, the big thing to come out of the U.S. Open was of course Novak Djokovic hitting that white woman. Um, that was a day. What a day! What a time! Especially if you were watching that match live in the moment, and you know you saw Novak hit that ball, <laughs> and then you heard the screams from that woman. Um, so it's not funny, but I can't help but laugh. I turned that match on right before that happened. Like, it was like the last like two points of that game, and 
then all hell broke loose. <laughs> Listen, um, he got off. He got off pretty easy uh, with her because let that have been me, and they was carrying my ass out on a stretcher. Um, I was screaming. I was gonna be screaming bloody murder, um, and he was gonna have to pay me. Period. I so. For real. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to I'm about to take half your bank, man. I don't like you hit me in the face. So let's let's go. Let's go. Uh, you get your you get your lawyer, I'ma get mine. Um, but I'm about to take your money, friend. So uh, listen, um It was definitely he, time to run up a check. You know, I I don't uh I don't see anywhere where he was um put on any kind of uh you know two-year uh sort of situation where he has to act right or else you know we've seen yeah, some, no, pro- no we've probation seen some, we've seen some players be put on probation for uh for lesser offenses um i've been seeing of that i didn't see the usta try to basically take a hundred thousand dollars out of his pocket or anything like that um he was you know he he was he was of course defaulted out of that tournament but uh certainly allowed to continue the rest of his season as as he felt he should um to me, he seemed just a little bit off since then, maybe. Uh, probably mm-hmm. a lot weighing on his mind. Um, I know he definitely wanted to get, is he trying to, he's trying to get 18 now. I know he definitely yeah. wanted, that That was one of the first things to come out of his mouth after he hit the white woman in the face was, um, you know, are you going to default me out of this tournament? I'm trying to. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, like a run for history. I'm trying to get 18, and you're gonna take this away from me. Yeah. Um, not a good look. Not great at all. Um, you know, and now he's basically, uh, you know, begging Australia. But we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's very, he's very concerned with trying to get 18. I think he feels that, uh, you know, even though he is younger than both Roger Federer and Rafael Nadal, I think he feels that time is not really on his side. Um, and you have, you know, Dominic Team, you have uh, Stefano Sissipas, you have Daniel Medvedev, and all these players that are coming up and starting to really contend. Um, and he obviously wants these uh, these big historical moments. Um, I know he was pretty probably pretty happy to get the the year and number one ranking this year. Um, didn't really seem all that motivated in his last couple of events now that he had already secured that number one ranking but yeah he i mean he basically said as much so, yeah, so it was after what was it paris the yeah yeah it was paris, paris masters. masters yeah he said you know i came and did what i had to do you know <laughs> to secure my number one ranking so he was fine <laughs> oh did they i don't think they find him or anything for tanking that match because he clearly tanked Oh, he very, very clearly, clearly tanked. Yeah. Um, no, they didn't do anything about that at all. Um, he is... The numbers 
show right now that he should be able to uh, hold that ranking without threat through the beginning of March of next year, which would uh, pull him ahead of Roger Federer for the all-time weeks at number one on the ATP. Um, I tweeted a, a few days ago that I would have been much happier about this. I, I wanted him to have the year-end number one last year so he could pass Roger this year. Um, and had that happened, I would have you know, been happier about it just because all that would have happened prior to him acting a complete and utter fool throughout the entirety of spring and summer this year. Um, now, you know, I very much so do not care. Yeah. It's been an interesting 2020 for Novak Djokovic. Seriously. Because uh, I don't... I don't... I can't... People, you know, people already, like, didn't like him or he rubbed, he rubbed people the wrong way. Uh-huh. And his behavior, his behavior, at, you know, at, throughout the summer and everything just kind of made, made everybody feel justified in feeling that way about him because... He really acted an entire fool, and he's still talking crazy. Um, he, you know, he says that he doesn't want to be the villain, um, but his actions say something else. Um, his his actions say that he looks to be the villain in this situation. How can I be the villain? in this situation how can i um lose more fans um how can i make people dislike me more um you know because the thing is uh you know his numbers are really stacking up uh in terms of history in the game and uh he he probably just from a tennis standpoint alone should probably be praised more, but it's all the other stuff that is getting in the way of that. Um, and I know, well, I don't know, but there sometimes seems to be an effort on his part to be this great, uh, evolved being. Uh, but then he just does really stupid shit that showed that he is not actually evolved at all. It's I don't. It... It's annoying, is what it is. That's what it is. Seriously, I'm tired of him. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> the downside is we're probably gonna have him around until he's forty. Horrible. Uh, okay, what else is there? Let's see. Um, oh, I, you know, I probably should have stated that. Um, okay, so, you know, I'm a Libra and uh, Libras are planners. So typically when we record an episode, I have, you know, a whole spreadsheet of notes, just notes on notes on notes. I'm a, I'm a, a pretty decent note taker. Um, like even in undergrad, I got most of my community service hours by taking notes for other people who could physically not come to class. So I'm good at taking notes. Um, today I have zero notes, y'all. Ain't no notes. Um, looking at screenshots yeah, of shit on my phone. 
and uh so you know if things are out of order we jump back and forth you know just uh bear with us because <laughs> uh, that's just what we're giving today that's okay um Okay, next, uh, has anybody heard from Sam Query? That is an excellent question. I was just talking to a friend of mine about this whole Sam Query thing the other day, and it was it was funny. It's, I mean, it's not funny, but it's hilarious. It's been, uh, at this point, about a month and a half, and uh, we don't we don't know where he is. Uh, you know, he went to St. Petersburg and then he tested positive for COVID. And instead of adhering to the government's rules, once he had tested positive, he and uh, his wife and their children fled. Um, so he is just apparently still on the run. We don't know where he is. Nobody has heard anything. Um, I guess he thought... Maybe because um, the heat miser, his president at the time, had uh, you know such great connections with Russia that maybe he was going to be safe over there or something. Yeah, I don't know what the heck was going on with that. No, I mean, like, where, I, when, I first, when I when I first heard <clears throat> that he like you know they like basically boarded a, boarded a plane and fled the country, I was like. I was completely shocked that I couldn't believe he did something like that. But then after hearing that they wanted him to like quarantine and like, instead of in this hotel room, they were trying to move them to a hospital and like mm -hmm. separate them or some shit like that, that I was really, mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, absolutely not. I probably would have left too. You're not separating me from my family in some hospital in Russia. It's not happening. I mean, I wouldn't have been there in the first place. Hello. That's the, what I was going to say. I would have never been there in the first place. Um, but you know, um, Seriously, he got he got scared, panicked, booked that plane, and got the hell out of there. So, who knows where he is now? They said he went to like a some like a neighboring country, like in Europe. That's what we. That's the last we heard. So, yikes, yikes. Um. Okay, again, out of order. Yulia Gerges. Uh, retired at the end of last month from the game of tennis. Oh, yeah. Um, Been a few retirements this year. Yeah. Uh, Yulia, what do we say about Yulia? Um, she Did she underachieve? Serve. Did she underachieve, maybe? No, I don't think so. You don't think so? I think she, I think she, I think she did what she was always going to do. Hmm. You know, she made a Wimbledon semi. You know, she was never really going to go further than that. She wasn't a slam champion. Didn't have it. Fair. Um, good luck to you and your future endeavors, Yulia. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, no, I'm going to skip that. We're going to talk about that in a second. Skip, skip. Um, Carolina Pliskova split with Danny Valverdu. I did not know she was with Danny Valverdu. How long have they been together? I have no idea. Not not long, right? I don't. I couldn't have been. 
I thought uh never mind. I don't you know I don't know what I thought. <laughs> but I I you know I always kind of thought Danny Valverde was on Wawrinka's team. I didn't realize that he was coaching anybody else. Is he still with Stan? I'm pretty sure cuz Stan um parted with with who did he part with? Who was who else was on his team? I'm seeing the face and can't think of the name. I have no idea. Let me see if I can check quickly. Not quick enough. Moving too slow. Oh, there it is. Uh, Magnus Norman? Yes, yes. They split earlier this year. So who is... Who is coaching Stan if not Danny Valverde? That's who's coaching them. Yeah, just, they're still together. So Danny Valverde was coaching multiple people? I guess. I guess so. Hmm. Well, he picked Stan over Carolina because that's, that's, uh, it's over. Uh, and also, Stan, you know, has pretty much stated that he wants to make one really big last push toward uh, getting to the, the highest uh, tier of the game again and maybe competing for slams and stuff. So maybe that's it. Maybe it was like, uh, I need you to pick one so you can, you know, devote your time and energy to only one of us and not split your time. But just guessing. <clears throat> I think Stan uh, has it in him. I hope he has it in him. Just so far, he seems to, you know, play very well a few rounds, and then he'll like hit a wall and mm-hmm. lose. So mm-hmm. I don't know what that's about, but hopefully he gets together. Is he his play right now is very much the way it was before he started winning slams. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sabine Lezicki had, uh, knee surgery. Yeah, she tore ACL, right? Yes. Um. Sucks for her. You know, I'm not a big Sabine Lezicki fan or anything like that, but, uh, she's had a pretty rough road the last probably five years, honestly, physically. Lots of injuries. Most of her career, honestly, lots of injuries. I, I didn't know she was injured like these past few years. I thought she was just, you know, like flopping at the bottom. Yeah, at mm-hmm. the bottom of the barrel, scraping for points. Mm-hmm. No, I think she just keeps trying to come back. She gets hurt and tries to come back, and then she gets hurt again. And so she keeps stalling out. It might be time for her to hang it up. Well. <clears throat> um. Tennis icon Venus Williams has signed on to become the new face of K-Swiss. Love that. Yeah, shout out to V. Cashing them checks. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally have not worn K-Swiss since um, I was maybe in like ninth grade or something. But um, well, Before that, for me, I was like, I think last time I wore K-Swiss was maybe <laughs> like the, the eighth grade? Seventh yeah. grade, maybe? Yeah. So I was a um, child. But, you know, maybe like 
maybe maybe if since it's not going to be K-Swiss by 11 by Venus, maybe, you know, maybe I'll look back into it. We'll see. <laughs> you know, just to support black businesses or whatever. Um, but yeah, get your coin, V. Um, okay, so I don't have a lot of information on this because I will not be signing up for uh, that free trial with telegraph.co.uk um, in order to see this article in full. Um, but, uh, okay, so it's kind of like old news, but it's popping back up that, uh, Milos Raonic is, uh, he, his agent, um, left CAA in the wake of sexual harassment allegations in 2018. Don't remember hearing about it in 2018, but, um, Milos is still working with said agent. Said agent also used to work with Novak Djokovic and Andy Murray. Is no longer working with either of them. But Milos is still there. Um, and he's, he's quoted as saying, some people are leaning a little too much on, let's say, this cancel culture nowadays. Oof. Um, this is painful because, uh, Milos was one of the only players that we could sort of support during the U.S. Open. He was one of the only ones that was actually speaking out about the things that were going on at the time, uh, as far as the Black Lives Matter movement and all the, and, and the issues related to that. Uh, so like, uh, is there some sort of like clause in the ATP contracts where like sooner or later they just have to be trash and be on some bullshit? Is that what it and is? That's what it seems like. Cause I swear none of them have any damn sense. None of them, except Andy Murray. About to say except for Andy Murray. Except for Andy Murray. Andy Murray got the most sense out of everybody, and it's it's kind of shocking every time he shows you his common sense because you just don't expect it to come from these dudes. You just don't. Mm. No. Um, fairly disappointing. Uh, don't I don't really know what else to say, Milos. I'm a little bit disappointed. I don't. Mm. All right. Okay. On to the more serious issues. So, <laughs> at the end of last month, which one of them happened first? I think, uh, I think the pregnant ex-girlfriend came first, right? It was literally the uh, same day. It was, yeah, it was the same day. Like, so every, I feel like everything was happening at the same time. That's why I thought it was the same woman. Like, right. I think a lot of people thought that. And the, the allegations. I thought it was the same person. Then the, when, later that day or the next day, whenever I, I found out, to come, come to find out it was two separate people, was like, yep. what the fuck? Okay, so... Man, was he getting it from all sides? Uh, you have, first of all, uh, Brenda Patea. Is that how you say the name? She's a, she's a German model. I have no idea. Um, she and Alexander Zverev dated for less than a year. 
um, she came forward at the end of last month and said that she is pregnant with his child. Um, they're, they're of course no longer together. Um, she said, I'm expecting a child from Alex. We don't have any communication with Alex right now. And frankly, I don't plan to share custody of my child with him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that says everything that, that needs to be said on that. Uh, he, uh, when he came out with his little statement, which I'll read in a few minutes, said the opposite of what she's saying. But we'll get that get to that in a moment. Um, that same day, yeah. Uh, another ex girlfriend, uh, Olga Sharapova, um, she's known as Olia to her friends. She came forward and said that uh, she had been physically abused by Zverev during their relationship, which lasted a little bit over a year. Um, there's there's a a very detailed article that uh that Ben Rothenberg did for for Racket Magazine um where she talks about the different instances being at the US Open um and some other events uh where he was very manipulative and the other people around her were also uh deciding to believe Zverev well, actually, they weren't so much deciding to believe Zverev as they were deciding not to believe her. Because the people with whom she interacted when these things were happening uh, had no ties and had no communication with Zverev. So she said something and they just chose not to believe her. And then there was one lady, uh, I think they're calling her like Miss V or something like that, right? And she... Uh, she contacted Zverev and called him to her house to meet with Olga after Olga had told her about what had happened. It just doesn't really make any sense. And then there was another guy who said, um, I'm just inclined to believe men in these situations, which is just Jesus. the trash just of the trash right there. I, I like, it, I was listening to, um, to our friends on the Body Serve podcast the other day, they were talking about this. They dedicated a, pretty much the entire episode to it. And um, oh, let me read. Let me read his statement first before I say that. All right. So he, uh, you know, issued an iOS press release after both of these young women came forward. He's, he says <laughs> it's very lazy. Um, he says. The last days were quite challenging for me. I will be a father at age 23, and I am very much looking forward to the child. Even though Brenda and I are no longer together, we have a good relationship, and I will live up to my responsibility as a father. Let's pause right there. So he says they have a good relationship, while the uh, ex-girlfriend Brenda says they are not in contact. They do not have a good relationship, and she wants sole custody. So if she wants right. sole custody... Maybe y'all don't have a good relationship. I would think that yeah. would be proof to the opposite. Like maybe maybe y'all y'all don't have a good relationship and it just I don't know. Anyway, he says some other bullshit about that and then uh then there's another paragraph. 
And he starts with, then there are the unfounded accusations of my ex-girlfriend, Olga Sharapova. Um, they make me very sad. We have known each other since we were children and share many experiences together. I very much regret that she makes such statements because the accusations are simply not true. We had a relationship, but it ended a long time ago. Let's pause right there. Um, first of all, the relationship ended what? Like a year ago? Not a long time. Yeah. Um, he says, and this is the point that our friends at the Body Serve brought up, is he starts with saying there are these are unfounded accusations. Um, he it's it's very there's no empathy involved here in this statement there's no actual feeling of any kind of remorse there's no kind of feeling that uh like you know and he he said something else uh during the paris masters about uh i wasn't raised that way or some bullshit like that but like who is raised that way? Nobody's raised that way. People make decisions. You're a grown ass man. So like, it doesn't matter if you were raised that way or not. Nobody's going to come out and say, oh, my parents raised me to beat women. Nobody's going to come out and say that. So like, what point are you trying to make here? And instead of saying, um, these are uh, very saddening accusations and this is something that that I would never be involved in because, uh, you know, I would never put my hands on another woman. He just says, oh, they're unfounded and um, they're just not true. And I hope that we can uh, be respectful in the future. What the fuck? Yeah. Like, I think he, I think in, at some point he said something about like talking to her and like wanting to resolve things or figure things out like in private or some shit. Uh, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know. It's just, it, it all, it's a, it's an entire mess. He looks guilty as fuck. Like, especially like, and then you got people online pulling all kinds of like receipts to basically corroborate her, her uh, side of the story and everything like that. Like the day, like the day that she uh, said she uh, like attempted suicide or whatever, he was late to an event that he was supposed to be at, even though the hotel was like right across the street or something. And then there's a day where uh, she said that they, he had like, uh, like hit her. And then you see pictures of him during his match. He has scratches on his neck. Yes. And it's like, yeah, this is not looking very good for this young man, but all in all, he's about to go through this entire thing completely unscathed. Because she she's already said that she's not going to press charges on him, and mm-hmm. the the ATP has like no kind of no policies in place for situations like this, and it's it's weird. And I, I think the the big the biggest thing that's going to happen for him is his reputation is just going to take a massive hit. For the people who actually care, because I'm sure there will be um, plenty of people who are going to. Um, somehow managed to remain on his side through all of this and not believe uh, any of what the victim is saying. Um, to me, none of it seems as if he's he's actually claiming any of what she's saying to not have happened. He's just right. going to just deny it. He's just going to deny whatever she says. 
Um, and then the, the ATP, I mean, regardless of whether they have policies in place to deal with a situation like this, and I wish they very much should, um, they've, they've still been very irresponsible in the way that they have, they've just ignored it. They've gone forward on social media, um, acting as if these accusations have, just don't exist. And they are um, acting as if he's just out here playing tennis and not dealing with anything else. Um, just talking about his it's results not just, and shit. And it's, but it's not even that they're just looking at it like he's just playing with tennis. They, they'll acknowledge that he's dealing with other stuff, but they minimize it by basically by saying, like on Tennis Channel, they said something about how he's finding good form even like even with you know all the everything that he's dealing with like off the court or something like that and they it just right they, like they he's really like minimized the entire situation to go ahead it, it there there it's that's that's a statement you would make if um and you know not to be disrespectful but like when when RBA was going through both of his parents they died and stuff like that and that he was still on court right. and he was still winning matches. That's when you say some shit like that. Oh, he's, you know, he's, um, there's so much adversity, but he is still winning through all of it. He's still competing and all this stuff. Yeah, persevering uh, and stuff like that. You know, those are those are situations that are out of this person's control. Both of these situations are very well in his control because he's the one who did it. He is the perpetrator. So he's not uh he's not seeing himself through adversity like he's just out here playing matches and trying to ignore everything else that's going on yeah it's, it's not a great look it's 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 crazy and it's like like when in 2017 when venus was going through everything she was going through with that car crash and everything like that. Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. as we saw, like in her press conferences, she wasn't, sh she wasn't shown any kind of, any kind of courtesy or they didn't try to give her any privacy or anything. They had my girl crying in press asking her about these. This, yeah. They came at her like she was, situation. like she was a murderer. That's what they essentially yeah. did, come at her. Like she meant to do that shit. Seriously. Um, and like people, all people, just people all over, the, all over the internet talking about it like that. And, you know, blaming her for that situation and stuff like that. It was, it's, it's, it, it's different and it's strange. And I don't know, I was about to say, I don't know how this is going to end up, but I know exactly how it's going to end up. Just like it never happened. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Simple as that. People, the journalists will eventually, because uh, I think a couple, I think a couple of the uh, uh, reporters tried to ask questions in press, but they got muted, like through the Zoom, by the ATP, which is just terrible. And that's what a lot of them have been were uh, concerned and complaining about having to do their press conferences over Zoom because they could just get cut off if they're asking something that right. you know they don't want to hear or somebody doesn't want to answer or something like that. But um. Eventually, the press will get tired of asking because they're not getting the answer, and mm -hmm. people will move on. It's just sadly the way this thing works. 
I mean, honestly, you know, with with the way things go in this sport, this could uh, very much not even be news by the time we're uh, at the Australian Open because now we're about to enter the off season and nobody's going to be able to ask him anything. Right. And there's also um, other enormous things going on in the world and in the sport yes. that are just going to overtake this whole thing, mm-hmm. especially with Novak. Uh, Novak's uh, comments for Australia and all that kind of stuff. People definitely gonna be they gonna definitely be talking about that. <sighs> okay. Well, speaking of, so I guess maybe a couple of weeks ago, no, like a week ago, um, they there was there was some information about Australia that came forward. So pretty much this whole year, there's been. It's there's been it's been very up in the air about how um, the Australian Open and all the events that are in Australia during the Australian summer were going to be conducted in 2021. Um, first, they said uh, due to the COVID-19 pandemic, all players not currently in Australia must be invited by the Australian government to enter the country. The Australian government will only invite those individuals accepted into the Australian Open Grand Slam into the country for a five week period of tournaments. Um, all players will need to quarantine for 14 days upon entering Australia, and they anticipated that uh, players will need to arrive around December 14th. Now they're stating that uh, players cannot arrive before Christmas. The quarantine period is still supposed to be there, and uh, that's part of the issue. They're thinking about maybe um, moving back the start date for the Australian Open, but then you look at the lead-in events. Are the players going to be able to play lead-in lead in events um, before the tournament if they're having to, especially if the tournament starts on time, which is supposed to start like the 18th, I think, of January. Um, and if they're, if the players are getting to, if they're getting there, you know, January 1st and they have to quarantine for two weeks that leaves them no time to play a lead-in tournament we don't know whether the ATP Cup is happening again which like honestly who cares and then like uh <laughs> uh you know are they the Novak Novak's thing is he's he's asking he's begging them to allow players to train and play during the second week of their quarantine baby if it's a quarantine how are you going to go outside? Uh, he is so dense. I swear. It's crazy. Like, it's really not that hard to grasp. And if you got to quarantine for two weeks in order to play this Grand Slam, then that's what you got to do. If you shut, don't yeah, want to quarantine, quarantine. quarantine for these two weeks, don't stay go. your ass at home. Hello? Do not come. Seriously. You don't have to come. Nobody's forcing you to be here. It's really that simple. Um, again, you know, as I mentioned earlier, he's uh, very much uh, literally only thinking about himself and uh, his quest for right now, what is number 18 on his slam count. That's literally all he's thinking about. Um, you know, he literally got in his own way in new york so that wasn't 18 he got embarrassed in that french open final so that was not number 18 and now if he doesn't get to play and compete in melbourne then he has to wait until roland garros which you know obviously uh there are a a few players 
now who uh, could very well take him out. He is not, uh, I wouldn't even put him maybe as the second favorite uh, yeah, at the French Open. So, uh, you know, and then he's ha- possibly having to wait until what, next July or something like that to try to win 18 and he'll be 34-ish or whatever at the time. Uh, he's really only thinking about himself, which again shows that he's not that evolved. Um, yeah, it's 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 crazy uh, hearing <clears throat> everything that he has to say about this, and then you go and look at uh, Rafa, who basically was the complete opposite when they asked him about it, and he said what Rafa had to say in London was uh, basically like, "Who are we? Who are we to tell? Who are they to tell the Australian government or whatever to you know let them come in and play tennis? Like it's just tennis, like they." They know they clearly know what they're doing over there. Hello, the numbers comes, are very low when it comes when it comes to this COVID thing. So Rafa's just like you know, if we can't play, we can't play. If we can, great. Let's just you know wait and see what happens. Like we can't we can't sit here and tell them to. They should make exceptions for us. We're just like they're just tennis players. And on top of being just tennis players, um, what especially the men. Uh, in this sport have shown us this year is that they are very irresponsible. They cannot be left to their own devices and they do not care about other people. So uh, all of these instances where all of these men have uh, tested positive and all this stuff, they've, very, they've acted very irresponsibly. Uh, why would you think that a government in a country where they are pretty much have this shit under control will want to let you in and then possibly uh, put all of themselves in a situation where now it's out of control again. And they, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's no way that they're going to sacrifice their own health and safety so you can come in and win a damn tennis tournament. That's just not it's what's going crazy. to happen. It's crazy because that, like, letting all these tennis players in and their teams, that is hundreds of people coming in just for this, you know, just for the tennis tournament, coming in from all over the fucking world at that. So, it, it's, just, it's hilarious to me that that he can sit here and like sit here on his high horse, like you know, I'm a I'm the world number one tennis player. Like I should be exempt from these you know COVID rules, so I can come in and make my millions and win my trophies. He's not seeing himself. I mean, he literally held a tennis event where tons of people tested positive after he held the event. I, so like, maybe just shut the fuck up and wait. Like. You're the fir- you're not the first person on the list, even if they start letting people from other countries in. You not you way down on the list. They're not thinking about you. Cause you are very much a risk. Like he's just not seeing himself. Uh um I'm 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 hoping that they have the event. Um but if they don't, then they don't. Uh, right. You know, they could there there's also maybe a discussion of them moving the event to later in the year. Um don't know when they will move it because I mean there's not really any space. But uh you know, we saw the French Open move this year, so why not? Um and you know, we were discussing it the other day it would be hilarious if uh the Australian Open took place <laughs> with only Australian players, um, you know. That would be a sight to see. Like, it would be hilarious. 
It would be hilarious. It'd be a very, tragedy, but it would very. be absolutely hilarious. Like the the men's side once again would be the more interesting side to look at because it's like look at all these these different men. There's like one two two named Australian people, Australian uh, male players that you you could see possibly holding a Grand Slam trophy, and then everybody else is just like, I mean, you got a shot. <laughs> And for the women, it'd be what Barty and Gavrilova. Stozer's still around, right? No, Stozer's out. Remember, she had a baby. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, wow. It would be um, very strange. Oh, uh, we forgot. It would, uh, it would work my nerves though because I was like pushing for the U.S. Open to be only American players just because of everything that was going on. Like, just have a U.S. Open that's just straight up Americans. And if the Australian, the Australian Open of all slams, if the Australian Open is the one <laughs> to to hold the event with just players from their own country, it would be a, a weird kind of just like a, a a weird like coincidence. It would be it would be strange. But hilarious. Um, speaking of uh, uh, Ashley Barty, we forgot to congratulate her on also uh, obtaining the year in number one ranking. She didn't do shit that, for it, but she got it. She didn't do a damn thing. Like she hasn't played. She hasn't played since the tour shut down. And none of those, none of those, uh, none of those ladies were able to. To, to to win enough points to, you to know, take anything offer, but they also haven't had as many events to play as the men. True, true. The uh, the WTA pretty much almost stopped after the the French Open, uh, whereas the men pretty much had the almost the exact same slate of events. Just about um, there was a tournament every week for them. Um, I think there were maybe two, maybe three events that the ladies could have played. Post French Open, so all small tournaments, all very small. Um, uh, they they left they this uh this COVID year left the left the ladies just blowing in the breeze because <laughs> they really they really got got the scraps. If that, I for one, you know, a lot of people don't like uh, Sophia Cannon. I was honestly, you know, and I said it a couple months ago. I was hoping that she was going to have a really strong uh, season and maybe take over that ranking. I would have rather seen her have it, uh, you know, maybe with two slams in the bag than to see Ashley Barty get the year number one ranking having done nothing. That's what, but, uh, uh, year number one, two years in a row, right? Because she, she ended last year number one, right? I think so. Oof. That's that's weird. It's weird, but I mean, look, it is what it is. I guess. This this twenty twenty is the year we living in. Um, you know what? I think that's all I got. <laughs> all right. Well, let me uh, let me take a little bit of a lead here. Uh, let's see. Shout out to Naomi Osaka for winning the U.S. Open and mm, mm-hmm. uh, making the big splash and the statement that she did there. 
with her um every interview she gave um was fantastic and she played incredibly well throughout that entire two weeks i know she um i know other players were <clears throat> talking to her and asking her about the you know the the movement and all that kind of stuff i know uh, stefano city pass was one of them um he you know he called her and they they had a conversation about everything that was going on i, pre- I appreciated the fact that he reached out to i guess like to get a better grasp on things Mm-hmm. So shout out to her. She has won three slams now, two U.S. Opens and Australian Open. That's mighty impressive. Tennis Hall of and, Fame uh, says she is already the candidate once she retires, bitch. She could retire right now. <laughs> <laughs> already in there. And uh, Sviantek won the French Open in Dominic. Oh shit! I forgot to mention that at all. Girl did not drop a set. Barely dropped games. It barely dropped games, and that's the. I'm pretty sure that's the first tournament she's ever won. Period. And uh, yeah, she she had an incredible two weeks on the clay. Seriously, shout out to her. I, I enjoyed I enjoyed watching the, the, the few matches of hers that I saw. <clears throat> um, that was an interesting French that's, Open. That's up there with one of the most dominant runs that WTA has ever seen. Um, yep. In terms of major wins, I think she was like right below like Steffi in like eighty eight or something. So I mean, that's really saying something. Yeah, she uh, she was balling for those two weeks. Very interesting to see what she does in the in the next uh, couple of years. You know, now with a little bit of a target on her back, having. Yeah, same. Well, that slam. So, but uh, she's she's likable. She's seems to be a nice girl. So, good for her. Yeah. Um. Oh, also, um, just real quick. Uh, you know, speaking of Naomi, and all the things that she was doing at the U.S. Open. Um. Renee Stubbs, girl. Um. If you're listening, you know I love you. Uh, I'm a fan, uh, mostly because I feel like you're a good person and you love Serena, so we ain't got no beef. But, uh, girl, what were them questions you was asking Naomi? Did somebody talk to you about that after? Did somebody, did anybody look at those questions before you took them out on that court to ask Naomi? I just wanna know what the fuck happened. Um, that was like, uh, it was very game show hosty and, uh, Black Death is not a game show. So I don't understand why you would get out there and say that shit that you said. Um, if you would like to talk, we can do it on your show. Oh my. Okay. I just want to know what was up. Yeah, that was, that was something. I I couldn't believe I couldn't believe that came out of her mouth, but um, yeah, I'm not I don't remember if she addressed it at all on Twitter or not, but um, yeah, she did not. She did not. I don't think she um I don't think she said anything that foolish again. I was I was very shocked. I've just uh I've always known her to be someone who um speaks carefully. And mm-hmm. uh, that was that was not careful. Again, I, I don't understand how she even got out there with those questions. Did nobody check? Is nobody, the nobody, who is in charge 
of uh, reviewing the interview questions before they send somebody out on the court because somebody was not doing their job that day. Um, uh, saying like, I'm looking forward to the next mask, baby. That ain't it. We're not, this ain't, this ain't a guessing game or some shit. Like what? Uh, it just it was, uh, it was it was strange. It was very, very unfortunate, like very very unfortunate. Um, she got deservedly dragged on tennis Twitter. Yeah. Um. I guess we can talk about the World Tour Finals that just ended yesterday. Oh yeah, I forgot about that already. <laughs> oh no. Okay. Well, um, congrats to Daniel Medvedev on uh winning the Nito ATP Finals. Uh, that young man went zero and three last year in his uh his first showing at that event. So to go from zero and three last year to winning the tournament this year was uh pretty good for him. Uh, he beat the one, two, and three players on the way to the title. It was, uh, I feel like it was one of the more interesting ATP finals for a while because everybody lost a match in round robin. Like there was nobody who was like a solid, uh, like a solid fave going into the semis. It was very interesting. I mean, I guess. <laughs> I was, <laughs> I was like, I mean, I guess decently engaged, but also not caring at the same time. Like I, I wanted Sitsipas uh, to defend his t- uh, title, mm-hmm. but I was also pulling for Rafa to finally get this cha- get this championship. Like I felt like he had a pretty decent shot this year. Never gonna get it. Never gonna he just get it. He just couldn't. He just couldn't get it done. So yeah, I don't. I don't. I just don't see it. I don't see it happening for him here now. Like at all. But, um, you know, congrats to Medvedev winning in their final year in London. Thank uh, God. Oh, my God. I feel like it's year. been in London for half my fucking life. Ah! <laughs> Start next year, I think, what, I think they'll be in Italy. Put it anywhere. I don't care. It could be in Houston. I don't care. Just anywhere else. <laughs> Put it in Fresno. I don't care. Yeah, it's definitely about time because they they've been in London for how long? Like fifteen years or some shit. Not fifteen, years. but literally like I think it, they started in London in oh oh eight or oh nine. Oh uh, eight. Oh eight, I think was the first year in London. So that's a really long time. It's way too long for one site to have that tournament. Um, I don't think any yeah. one site has had that tournament for that long before ever. Um, and then you look at the WTA and they move every like what three years. So I think it's uh, four. It's something like that. But they I mean it definitely ain't twelve. <laughs> so uh, crazy. That's a that's a really long time. Um I'm tired of seeing them courts at the end of every year. I think the players are too. Just Yeah. Give it I something else. Um, you know, and some I saw somebody brought up an interesting point on Twitter, like, um, oh, you know, it was Brad Gilbert, which is saying something. Uh, no shade. Actually, all shade. But um, 
he said, you know, like imagine if, you know, it's it's been rough because uh for the entirety of his career, uh the ATP finals has been on an indoor hardcore. You know, imagine if it were on an outdoor hardcore or if it were on a clay court. How many ATP finals titles that man would have, you know? So you just right. kind of have to kind of put things in perspective. It's been on an indoor hardcore pretty much the entire time that he's been competing there because even before they were in London, they were in Shanghai, you know? So that was still an indoor hardcore. Madrid was still an indoor yeah. hardcore. Um, I mean, even Houston before he started playing was an indoor hardcore. So like, it's always been there. Um, so that's a little bit rough. I mean, he still made, you know, at least what, like one or two finals during that time. So and he's, yeah, like the final of the finals. Yeah, um, twice. Yeah, so um, I mean, it's still not terrible showings, and uh, he's the only player who's been there every year that he's competing on the ATP Tour, pretty much. So, um, it is what it is. Again, I don't think he's ever going to win it, but you know, maybe he'll go to Italy next year and show out. Who knows? Uh, nah, I think with it being on an indoor hardcore and with it being you know the very last tournament of the season. His his he the the court and the surface already don't doesn't you know agree with him, and right. the, the fact that his body has been worn down for the whole season, it's just it's not in the cards. Well, this would have been a better season for him to do it since his body was not actually worn down. Right, which is why it's a real shame that he fucked up in that semifinal like that. He served for the match <laughs> in yeah. the second set. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see how the how the ATP finals pans out next year how the whole season pans out for real for real but uh, how Medvedev bounces uh, bounces back from from this win last few last few guys excluding Tsitsipas have not had great success after winning here Zverev Mm -hmm. went to a deep slump Mm. and was has been double faulting like crazy. Uh, Dimitrov has not won a championship since winning the ATP Finals. <clears throat> uh, Murray won and is now with a metal hip. Lord Jesus, it's just it has not been very good to to most of these guys. You know, but maybe Sitsipas turned it around because you know he he after he won that. He won another title. I think he won a title earlier this year. I think he won it in like February or something. And then semifinals in Paris. So, you know, maybe, maybe he broke the little curse. Well, Medvedev is, uh, he better really do something in the first half of next year because the, the second half, that's a lot of points to defend. Mm-hmm. A lot of points to defend. It's just ain't nothing but finals and winners for him to defend. Just F's and W's for the second half of next year. So uh, he better try to add some more points on there so it's not so bad. Because he would have to go and cry to run to defend all those points. Um... 
Yeah, you got anything else? Uh, nope. That's it. That's 2020. Mm-mm-mm. Well, um, I'm not going to say what our next episode will be. It, it'll be completely dependent upon when Melbourne happens. So, you know, <laughs> if uh, if Melbourne takes place in March, don't expect us <laughs> in January, baby. Okay? Um, that's just the way things go. Y'all saw, you know, I mean, there was literally tennis happening every week uh, from the U.S. Open on. And uh, y'all got one more episode out of us. So. Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been an interesting year. I mean, hopefully, hopefully things really start to look better, you know, early next year, at least before the summer, because good God, I don't know how much more this I can take. Um, I turn 30 next year and I would like to, um, spend some of the year outside with my friends <laughs> and not in the house. I don't, I would, I would like to show out just a little bit in my 30th year. I don't want to, um, I don't want to have my 30th birthday on zoom. I don't, I want to go on trips and stuff. Um, definitely not getting an airplane right now, but, um, you know, I would like to eventually, I don't, I just don't want it to be another trash year, you know, and me saying this as an introvert, you know, I'm very, very happy to be in my house by myself on a regular basis, but even still, you know, that's how important it is to me to be saying this because, uh, any other time I would not complain. I spent, uh, seven straight weeks didn't leave my house earlier this year and did not complain one time it did not matter to me i was working out and i was staying at home didn't have to see nobody it was great but um (laughs) yeah i mean now i will it's just you think maybe like uh one of like china or somebody will let us in because they got the shit under control they live in life normally over there that's crazy. This country is they, they really struggling. Like the blueprint ain't right there in front of their face. Um, I'm very, very afraid of uh, going back to school a week from today because um, I know people will not have socially distanced during this Thanksgiving holiday. And yeah. um it's going to be very unsafe. We about to get shut down again over this way. We uh we already in the process of shutting things down, so it's only it's only a matter of days basically before they officially start closing shit here. How many days until uh, Biden is in office? How many days is do we know? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. That that whole thing is already just it's a mess. I um you know, not to get all political, but I've just never seen anything like that before. Like why did it took all that time and then they they, they were still counting like this week. Why? Um they, they still counting this week because they started recounting because Trump refuses to accept 
his defeat. Uh, it'll be all they'll be officially done counting all this shit soon enough and we just need these states to start certifying shit and they gotta let this man's transition like actually start they have to because this is a mess they on twitter trying to fundraise and shit like what not funding this goddamn transition that's the government's job yeah i saw that shit um Mr. Incumbent President, we broke. We ain't got no money. Okay? Uh, the dude that was in there before you, the heat miser, gave us $1,200 for this whole fucking ass pandemic. So we ain't got no money left. We, ain't, we can't help you fund shit. Okay? I don't like... Man, look. <laughs> they better start dropping checks as soon as Biden getting all this. They need to stop playing. And the Senate better stop playing games too. I ain't got time for this shit. Drop these, drop these stimulus checks, and forgive my student loans, and I'll shut up. Um. Okay. So. Um. Again, you know, we don't know when our next episode will be. Y'all just stay tuned. We 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 active on social media and stuff. Donnell trying not to get uh shut down again. <laughs> I'm being good. I'm cool. Subscribe, rate, comment, all that, all that that good stuff. Um. We're everywhere. Tell your friends. Tell a coach. Tell a student. <laughs> tell a coworker. Tell your husband, your wife, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your side chick. Um. And yeah, we'll be here. You know, next year we'll be celebrating uh, our is it the three year anniversary? How long we've we been doing this? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it's a, it's the three year. We started in 18. So by India Wells next year, it'll be the three year anniversary. Um, Let's hope we, we have something to talk about around that time. My goodness. Hopefully, you know, at some point during the course of this show, I would like to uh, actually mention... Serena Jamika Williams winning a major title. Uh, I don't, we haven't been able to say that in three years. Um, so at some point, I would like to say that. Yeah. I want to be on here going off. That's what I want to be doing. I want to be on here just, just talking aimlessly and super happy with nobody able to tell me a goddamn thing. Yeah, I want to. I want to talk mad shit about like literally everybody else. <laughs> it's been too long. <laughs> yeah. So, Jamaica girl, <laughs> do what you got to do. Okay. Um, I didn't get to get on that Zoom the other day. I didn't even know about it. I was at practice, so I didn't even I know missed about it. it too. I hope. I hope somebody told her about herself just a little bit. You know, be respectful or whatever. But damn, you know they didn't. Mm. I don't know if I'm ever gonna make it in there because um, it's some it's some people in there that I don't really gel with. So I'm saying like I that's my thing about jumping on them damn Zoom calls. I just be like, who are these people? Most of them I don't know like at all. I've like never seen them. I'm pretty sure I don't follow them. So I'm like, I don't want to sit here talking to these people. I don't know them. But 
you know, apparently she dropped a little tea or whatever in there. So Yeah, I heard. <laughs> oh my goodness. Sooner or later, I get in on one. I can't. Um, but I, honestly, I feel like she's. I feel like she still hates me. So like, maybe if she sees my face, she might not even come back in there anymore. So I don't want to ruin it for everybody else. I don't want to ruin their experience. Cause she see me, she gonna jump right back out. Oops, lost connection. But uh, you know. Anyway, thank y'all for listening. Uh. And, you know, we'll see y'all next time or whatever. I hope we, I don't know. I feel like there's some stuff we missed, but. It probably is. Too much has happened. It's been too long. But, you know, I'm sure the people listening to this already caught that news somewhere. So, you know, everybody have a, have a wonderful holiday season. Be safe. Be smart. Uh, Wear a fucking mask. Oh, I'm sorry. Mm. Yes, do that. Do that. Please. Like let's let's be done with this shit. Good lord. Bye everybody. Bye. What did I say? You didn't hear?